0: all right so welcome to another episode of living with anxiety and depression and we have co-owner amanda joining us again today thank you for joining us amanda
1: thank you for having me
0: and uh today we are going to talk about anxiety because we feel that it's a very big issue to talk about because um, anxiety can lead to depression, depression can lead to anxiety, and so it's a lot of different things um that can lead to anxiety, and so we really think that it's a great topic to talk about today. Yes. And so I think we're first gonna talk about the uh the different types of anxiety there are. There are so many different types. Um, the ones I can think of of, off of the top of my head are, you know, uh, generalized anxiety disorder, um, anxiety attacks, PTSD, agoraphobia. Are there any other ones you can think of?
1: Um, I mean, like there's tons, like you said, you know, generalized anxiety, post-traumatic stress related anxiety. Uh, phobia-based anxiety, there's so many different, but those are basically like the three main categories out there. Um, And we can kind of break those down and maybe talk about some ways and, you know, to overcome them and, um, or not to overcome, but to cope with it and maybe some of the symptoms too. And, you know, how to tell the difference and maybe um, seek out the right diagnosis.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. Um... You guys will have to excuse me. I'm getting over a really, disgusting cold so if i cough i'm so sorry
0: yeah i've been dealing with it all week with her
1: (laughs) yeah for the record guys that's why we haven't podcasted in a while like she's been sick i've been sick she's been sick i've been sick and it's yeah it's gross
0: (laughs) you know you wouldn't think that uh germs would go through the phone but apparently they do
1: yeah, no joke, you know, she'd be like, oh, hey, let's do a podcast. I'm like, I can't, I'm dying. And then I'd be like, hey, let's do a podcast. And she's like, I can't, I'm dying. <laughs> so our apologies, we will get it together. Hopefully, yes. you know, we're done now. <laughs> no more,
0: no more. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully we can get this together and get it going up again. Um. So, yeah, so I think it would definitely be important to talk about the symptoms because they can be really scary.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's to the point where, you know, you almost feel like you're dying or like you're losing a grip on reality or spiraling down. and It's a very scary feeling to have. And, you know, the cool thing is, is, you know, after you've done it so many times, you can learn to track it. And I think that's a really um, cool thing that we can talk about later. And part of the coping strategies.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I've actually, you know, started to learn more about how I can kind of tell when there's um, an attack coming on and um, different ways I can deal with it. So Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely um, once you realize it may take a while, it actually really helps.
1: Yes, it's a learning experience, but it can be turned into something positive. So we'll yeah, talk for... about that. So let's talk about the symptoms of anxiety. Jess, what are some of the symptoms of your anxiety? Okay. I
0: have, um, I have a lot of symptoms. Um, I have generalized anxiety disorder. So that's kind of like, I think they like to wrap that up into one because I have so many other anxiety disorders that they're like, Oh, you also have generalized anxiety disorder. Um. So I guess I really don't know how to define generalized anxiety disorder because it seems like everyone that suffers from some sort of anxiety, they also tack on the label of generalized anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, I have in past therapy sessions. Um... But how do you feel when you're going to have an anxiety attack? Like, what do you feel when you when it starts coming on, when it starts leaving? Kind of goes through the motions of your anxiety. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: My anxiety attacks, um, you know, they, they definitely – I have some that come on out of nowhere that I have absolutely, you know, no warning symptoms. But if I do have my warning symptoms, I start feeling that um, my heart is – You know, beating a little bit faster. Um, My breathing may be a little bit, you know, quicker than usual. Mm -hmm. Or um, I'm starting to have different thoughts that are really racing through my head. Um, I can feel numbness or I can feel pain um, in all these different areas. And, um, and so, all together, it can be really scary. And, you know, like Amanda said before, it, it can feel like you're dying. Like, it no joke can feel like a heart attack. And I think that's where, and that's where a lot of anxiety can come from, too, is that you think you're dying because in reality, that's what it feels like. But you can definitely cope yourself and um eventually get yourself to to calm down and realize no you're not dying
1: yeah for sure
0: and then uh when I am coming down I can you know start breathing again I feel I still feel like a little bit dizzy and a little short of breath but my breath is pretty much back to normal and i can i guess like start processing my thoughts again
1: good and how what are some ways that you cope with your anxiety um some ways that i cope
0: i do um like that balloon technique i had posted before Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um i also um play video games because that's a good distraction
1: that's awesome
0: i read books and you know, if I absolutely have to, then I resort to my medical marijuana.
1: Okay, good for you. That's awesome. Those are some great uh, coping activities, by the way, to put in your guys's kind of mental toolbox. You know, video games, reading a book. You know, last resort medication. Um, but I think something that really kind of caught my attention what Jess said is to use the medication as a last resort. Like she tries all these different things before going to that. And, you know, maybe at first when you're early on in the anxiety and depression journey, that might not be ideal because you don't have those coping skills yet. And that's okay. That's things that you're going to figure out. But I like how she used that as a last resort. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like it, I think I used it more in the beginning um, when I didn't, Like, I guess, like, no, like you said, with the coping skills. And until you can really get the coping skills down, yes, you're you're like PRNs, which are as needed um, medications. And yeah, you're probably going to take those more often than um, somebody who has gotten a grasp of the coping skills.
1: Awesome. And how, how, good of a grasp do you say that you have like how how did you get to where you are to where you could have a grasp on it and not depend so much on the medical marijuana
0: um I think it actually um honestly probably it's probably been like a month a month and a half that I've really gotten a grasp on it because wow
1: that's really quick yeah
0: (laughs) I mean I've been struggling for five years and um, you know, so a month, month and a half ago, I finally, I guess started, I knew the, the skills, but I guess I wasn't using them properly or I wasn't accepting it.
1: That's a huge part of it is accepting it. And I, I love that you brought that up and said that because it's a very true reality about anxiety and depression. You need to let yourself accept That you're going to have an anxiety attack and you know i kind of have a three-way plan for that but we'll talk about that in a minute so yeah
0: it it definitely took me um accepting the fact that yes i do have um all of these different disorders but that's not going to stop me from being me and it was for a long time and so i had the skills there all along But I finally started to accept them and started to use them properly.
1: Awesome. That makes me happy that you say that, because like I said, that's just such a huge part of it. I think that's like half of your battle right there. Knowing that it's going to happen, accepting that it's going to happen. And then what can you do about it?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's and I know it can be really scary to go through and um... and I hate to say this, but and I'm not saying that um, that you guys do this or anything like that, but some people do use anxiety as a crutch just to, I guess, get people to feel sorry
1: for them. No, and you know what? It's a good thing that you say that because it's true. It's true. And, you know, this is a channel where I want us to be open, or excuse me, a podcast where I want us to be very open and honest about anxiety. And unfortunately, that, that is a very real thing you know and it sucks for the rest of us that people do that and then it makes everybody else look bad but again it is it is a reality and honestly i think
0: that's why there is such a bad stigma on mental health yeah and it's and it's sad and i mean i think we're in some way all fighting for um our chance at you know Beating that stigma against mental health and you know hoping that one day people well it'll still probably happen, but you know people won't use the excuse of anxiety or you know anything else just to get attention like it's sad, it really is,
1: yeah, and you know it's just it is what it is it's going to be there forever, there's nothing we can do about it except move past it and learn from it and grow from it, and you know do our best to try to. You know, you know, make it matter and realize that there's more substance to it than what, you know, some of those people are making it out to be. Yeah.
0: And I would say don't let those people get to you. Oh, hell no. Because they, that is their goal is to try to get to you. So just, you know, walk away if you can or, you know, if you have somebody near you, go and talk to them or something. Yeah. Just don't, just, you know, just don't let it affect you. I know it might be hard, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then I think also next thing we wanted to talk about was, um, agoraphobia. Okay. And I don't know if you... Have ever had agoraphobia?
1: Uh, no. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate not to have to struggle with it, but I understand it and I can uh sympathize and you know empathize with people that do struggle with that. Yeah,
0: it's a very um because I, you know, I've struggled with it, and to this day, I I still have issues with it, but definitely not. As bad as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was first diagnosed with anxiety, I the only time I left the house was to go see my doctor. Yeah. That I did not leave my house. I, I was terrified that if I left my house, something bad was going to happen to me. Yeah. And it was such a very real fear that I literally, even getting the mail was a challenge like walking like two steps out of the door to to the mailbox was a challenge
1: and what did you kind of when was like that turning point for you to kind of start overcoming that what made you want to um start taking action
0: um I've always kind of wanted to get over that especially because uh in the beginning um my when we were my wife and I were dating we always had so much fun together and don't get me wrong we still did when I did have my agoraphobia. but you know we always had to stay in the house and I could tell that she was getting frustrated so I wanted to work on it for me but I also wanted to work on it for my wife because I wanted to go out and do things with her again and and now that we can i can i can tell you know a big difference in her happiness and and also my happiness as well that i can go out i can do things i can live a little bit more live with a little bit more freedom
1: that's awesome that's super inspiring that you know you've developed enough coping mechanisms to you know not only just You know, do it, but, you know, enjoy it while you're at it, too. You know, not letting some of the anxiety, you know, bring down your happiness. You can enjoy a night out with your wife and, you know, live like you said.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And um, and I think a good way to start getting out if you um, suffer from agoraphobia Start out with somebody you absolutely trust with your whole life and, you know, have them walk with you, maybe just down the street or down a couple houses. Take baby steps. Don't expect to be able to go through the mall by yourself right away. Just take baby steps and eventually you'll be able to get there.
1: There you go. I like that.
0: And so the next one that I would think of is uh, the post-traumatic mm-hmm. um, stress and the anxiety that goes along with that. Um, not sure if you have experience with this, but I do.
1: I don't. So I'll I'll go ahead and kind of let you talk about this because again, I've been very fortunate enough to not have that. So I'll let you take the reins on this one. Okay, so (laughs) um,
0: a lot of people associate post-traumatic stress disorder with people in war, which yes, uh, I would say uh, a large amount of people that you know, have, have been in war or have served our country, have PTSD, but it's more than just somebody that's, you know, served our country, but it's somebody that's had something or witnessed something so bad that they just keep reliving it in their head and so that also creates a lot of anxiety. Um, you know, like I, I talked about in my past, I was sexually assaulted and as a as a child. So that's what my PTSD is based off of. And that's what I keep going to in my head when it's acting up. And it's extremely scary because I... I can get very, very emotional and I can, and I just feel all that pain over and over again. And it's, it's not fun at all. And I would not wish it on my worst enemy.
1: And how do you cope with that? Um,
0: That one, I still have issues coping with because, um, you know, it, it also touches on my um, borderline personality disorder. And mm-hmm. so um, they kind of, they go together hand in hand kind of. And so because of that, like a lot of times that's when I smoke is when I, you know, can't get past that because that I, I still, um, I still struggle with a lot.
1: And that's okay. That's okay. You know, just because, you know, I never dealt with that personally, you know, I can understand and appreciate, you know, the mental torment that she feels and, uh, you know, being an ambassador or what I'd like to think of myself as an ambassador, somebody for mental health, I want to understand as much as I possibly can. So, you know, uh, like just said, feel free to email us, you know, I would love to hear and listen and, you know, be there. Yeah, and
0: if you like have a story that you want to tell, e like we can get you on here um, with us. Yep. Or um, or even if you just want us to um, tell your story for you, if you want to rename anonymous.
1: Yes. Uh, um, if you if you wish to tell in confidence, we will absolutely respect that privacy. Uh, so don't feel uh, afraid. I mean. You know, don't don't be afraid. If you want to share something, but you want your privacy protected, we will absolutely respect those wishes.
0: So absolutely. So just say, you know, I I really want my story to be shared, but I would like it to be to remain anonymous, and it will just stay between Amanda and I and you. Mm-hmm. It will not go any further besides on the podcast, but you but nobody will know who it is.
1: All right. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. So I strongly encourage our listeners uh, to do that if if they would like.
0: Yes, absolutely. And um, I think that's a good note to end our podcast on tonight. Um, I think next time, maybe we will um talk about um maybe how depression can it can really affect anxiety as well.
1: Okay. That sounds like a great idea. So um stay tuned guys. Uh next week is depression and anxiety and how one affects the other and it's a pretty vicious circle and we can get through that and um yeah, so that would be super awesome. All right. That.
0: Thank you so much, guys, for listening, and we are signing off.
1: All right. You guys have a good night. Stay healthy and stay happy. Bye. Bye.